Hey, welcome to our podcast, Live Him Out, where our goal is to educate and motivate people how to live him out in their daily life. Today's episode is called Satan Has Less Power Than You Know. So, welcome to our podcast. today. So we're taking on a very intriguing topic today, this idea about the power of Satan Mm -hmm. and how much power he has and how we are to respond to that. And where we're headed today is this idea that Satan really has less power than you know, than you realize, than believers often think. Yeah, It's so easy today uh, to to blame Satan for everything. Yeah. Give him so much credit for all Anything going on in your life or whatever it may be. Yeah, and, and there's no doubt he is. He yes. does have a strategy. Mm-hmm. He does seek to steal, kill, and destroy. Um, but from what we're going to see today in Scripture, he has less power than we often attribute to him. Yes. And there are limitations to mm-hmm. his power. And many people tend to live, however, as though uh, God and Satan are these two powerful beings. Yeah, the two equals, basically. Yeah, they're equal in power, and they're, they're trying to, you know, yield to one and not to the other. Yeah. As though they're these two great, great forces, you yeah. know, two great superheroes. Yeah, exactly. Kind of thing, deity. Uh-huh. Um, but that's that's not the case. As a result, yeah. many people live in defeat, They and then they say, well, yeah. Yeah, Satan won today, you know, yeah. or I just can't win over him, or, I, yeah. you know, he's more powerful than me, or Satan's in my head, or, yeah. or whatever. All of those things. So... Um, we're going to deal with this today from a scriptural perspective. This is not just based on our opinions or thoughts. Yep, absolutely. Uh, the Bible is the basis for all that we are to believe and absolutely. practice. Absolutely. So uh, to put this into perspective and, and foundation today, we have to begin with the nature of God. Mm-hmm. We start with who he is. Um, this is this is the foundation of all things. And we know that the Bible teaches and tells us that God is holy God mm-hmm. is just. God is good. He is righteous. Uh, he's merciful. He's gracious. Uh, God is love. Those are some of his qualities. But there's some other um, definitions that define who he is that are uh, equally as important and maybe even more important than those qualities in some, in some respects. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that, number one, God is eternal. That's yeah. A, that's a big truth. Yes. He has always existed and he always will exist. Yeah. Even before creation yeah. and even after <clears throat> this yeah. life. Exactly. <laughs> he wasn't created. Yeah. He didn't start. He's always existed. Mm-hmm. That hurts my head to think about. Yeah, as you say, doesn't make the logical sense to our human brains, Yeah, but it's something we have to <clears throat> accept by faith. Yeah. That's because we are finite beings. Yes, <laughs> we, exactly. We had a beginning and and we will live on forever because of him. But yeah. as finite, we have a hard time dealing with the concept of eternal. Yeah. But that's what the Bible tells us. And we yep. know that God has always existed. God always will exist. There is no beginning. There's no end. And so he is eternal. It's important. Yes. Um, God is also omnipresent. That's a word that, that means he is present in all places at, at the same time. Yeah. That's Which another, again, 
I don't know how it works. Yeah, I, I can't. But understand. we see it. Yeah, I, I can't be in my front yard and my backyard and in the kitchen at the same time. <laughs> I, I can't do that. <clears throat> I can't be in yeah. in Dallas and in Missouri and Florida at the same time. Yeah. I, but God can. Exactly. I don't know how. Exactly. But yeah. He does, and that's enough. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly. important, though. He is everywhere simultaneously. He doesn't All have to travel yeah. from place to place. Exactly. Uh, there's no travel delay. There's no no uh, hindrance to him being everywhere at once. Yep. Um, the Bible also teaches that he is omnipotent. <laughs> that yeah. means he is all mm-hmm. powerful. Yeah. He can do whatever. all things, whatever Anything. he wants. Yes. Um, he may choose by his own yeah. power to limit himself at times. Yeah. But there's nothing that's going to overpower him. Exactly. There's nothing that can take him over, that can overcome him, or anything like that. There's all powerful. There's no force greater than him. Yes. Again, contrasting the sometimes in our head view of there's God and there's Satan and they're equals and Satan might win. Oh, God might win. Yeah. No. No, he... He wins. He's the he's the all powerful one. <laughs> That's right. Um, another word um, that is used to describe God is He is omniscient. It means He knows all things. Mm-hmm. Um, he knows the beginning. He knows the end. He knows the, the future. <laughs> yeah, He knows the middle. He knows the right now. He knows what's going to happen next. Yeah. Uh, he's not waiting to see what's going to happen. He knows yeah. already. He's determined it. Yep. It's, he lives. Outside of time. Yeah. He lives in the fullness of time. Yes. Yeah. Isaiah 46, verse 9 and 10, uh, God says, I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me. There you go. Declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, things that are not yet done. This is God. Yes. He dwells outside of the timeline. In our brains, how we have understood time. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so he knows all things. He also knows our thoughts. He yeah. knows what goes on behind behind my head, you know, yes. behind the face, all the way down to my heart. He knows our thoughts. He knows what I'm going to do before I do it. He knows the motivations even mm-hmm. of why I do it. So Psalm 139, 4 says, For there is not a word on my tongue, but behold, O Lord, you know it all together. He knows. He knows when I speak it, he even knows before I speak it. He knows why I speak it. Matthew 9, 4, um, it says that Jesus, knowing their thoughts, uh, he was talking to the, about the Pharisees. He said, knowing their thoughts said, why do you think evil in your heart? So wow. he knew yeah. what they were thinking, though they were attempting to put a front up and let no one know what was going on inside. Yeah, He knew, Jesus knew so these are some pretty foundational truths that are important for us yes. to know about the nature of God. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so with these then established, now we can look at what the Bible says about the nature of Satan. Yes. And demonic forces and principalities mm-hmm. and powers. And we're going to put these up against what we know now of God. So first, we know that Satan is uh, he is a liar. Mm-hmm. He is evil. He is set on stealing, killing, and destroying. Yeah. We know that. We also know he is a created being. Yes. He yeah. was created as by a, yeah. God. By As an angel. Yes. Yeah. Originally, as Isaiah describes, as an angel. He 
he had a beginning point, mm-hmm. and we also know from Scripture that he will have an ending point. Yes. So he, he yes. is he is limited. He is not eternal. Yeah. He has not always existed, nor will uh-huh. he always exist. Mm-hmm. Again, not the <clears throat> equal view of God and Satan. Right. There's a difference right there. Yes. So we know that he is also finite. He he cannot be in more than one place at the same time. Hmm. So that's important to know. Yeah. Uh, he he cannot. Now he has principalities and powers yes. and rulers of the darkness of this yeah, age. Are, he, has, yeah. he has a whole hierarchy of fallen angels, yeah. demons mm-hmm. at his disposal who um, carry out his work. He, yeah, exactly. So uh, in Job chapter two, verse two, uh, we get this kind of behind the scenes look where it says that, that God is having a conversation with Satan <clears throat> and he says to Satan, from where did you come? And Satan answered to the Lord and said, from going to and fro on the earth and from hmm. walking back and forth on it. <laughs> so here we see Satan was not in all places at all times mm-hmm. at the same time. Yes. He was traveling across the earth. He was in one place, then the next place. He was moving to and fro. He was yeah. walking back and forth. So he he has to have a travel itinerary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he has to have a destination, and then he's confined yes. to that spot. He's limited. He's limited. So now we're getting some better handles on what he is like and the difference between him and God. Yeah. Now we also know that his power is limited. He is not like God in the power that he has. The power that he has um, has been. Um, given to him because of the fall of Adam. Yeah. It was yielded to Satan. He gained power that day, became the prince of power of the air. Uh-huh. Um, and But we also know that he can be resisted. He can be uh, denied, and he ultimately will be destroyed. Yes. So those all again tell us he does not have ultimate power. Yes. He's limited. Yeah. Um, we also know that Satan does not know all things. This is another difference between him and God. Mm-hmm. He has some knowledge, but he does not have all knowledge. Yeah, He does not know the future, Mm-mm. except for what he has heard or been told. Yeah, um, He does not know what is going to happen next uh, on his own. Um, he doesn't know the future. He doesn't have the power even to know our thoughts yeah. and our spirit, what's inside of us. Yes. Now, this is this is the point that <clears throat> this is in some ways is new to me because yeah. I have Same. believed a very different perspective on this. But the more I've looked at the scripture, I find that that is not true. He does not have the capacity or ability to yeah. read thoughts. He's yeah. not like God in that respect. Yeah. Um, he can hear what we say, mm-hmm. he can see our can, actions. Yeah. And sense the spirit of a room, sense the spirit of a person, whatever yep. it is. Yep, he, because he's a, a spiritual being. Yeah. Um, but again, you, you find in 1 Kings 8, 39, <clears throat> this description of God that says, for you alone know the hearts of all yeah. the sons of men. Alone. God alone is yeah. the only one who can know the thoughts of a person. Satan mm-hmm. cannot know 
what's happening inside me. Mm-hmm. He can see my actions. He can hear my words. He can sense uh, spirit, but he cannot know what's going on inside me. Uh, you see this again in, in the conversation between Satan and God in the book of Job. So after that, uh, that verse 2 from chapter 2 comes verse 3, it says this, that the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil? So here's God talking about Job, and he's talking about Job's heart. And he's talking about it in a way to Satan as though Satan does not know because he doesn't. Wow. And so God is the one who's bringing it to Satan's attention. Hey, have you you met Job? Because he's a righteous man. He fears me in his heart, Mm -hmm. and he's upright, and he's blameless. Satan didn't know that. It's, it's, yeah. This is a revelation to him in this moment because mm-hmm. Satan cannot know our thoughts and yeah. our heart. He did not know that about Job, and he does not know that about us. Now, this is it's pretty profound <laughs> truth. This, yes. is, this is a big truth. You start considering what all this means. Yeah. But uh, again, we've started off today thinking about, okay, let's contrast the difference between who God is and who yeah. Satan is. Now, with this in mind, we can start asking some other questions yes. and start making some other application. Absolutely. Because then you, you're probably thinking, as I have as well, say, well, yeah. well what is then going on in my head mm-hmm. and my heart whenever I am jealous or angry or bitter or greedy or there's lust or there's hatred? Yeah. What, what is all that? Yeah. Where's Isn't that, that Satan? Yeah, we're, isn't that him inside me doing uh-huh. all of this? Well, we're going to draw some lines here today about the difference between being a believer and an unbeliever. Yes. But we have to we have to go based on truth now and realize this, that Satan and demonic forces are not in me, but they are outside me attempting to lure me yeah. based on my patterns. Mm-hmm. And what they have observed about me. Yep. So uh, they're totally. like, you know, the fisherman who says, I can't know what's going on inside that fish's head, but yeah. I know that these kind of fish like, like this. worms or this bait or yeah. this lure or whatever it is. Yeah. And so they have observed their patterns. Yeah. And the same way, Satan observes our patterns yeah. and wants to use what we hunger for, what they have observed that we have gone for in the past yeah. and say, I think this will work on them. Yep. He's crafty. He's strategic. But he uses those things from outside in an attempt to destroy our inside and ultimately our whole being. Yes. That's what his desire would be. Yes. So um, the book of James helps us with this. Uh, it just, just a reminder again today, every word of God is accurate yep. and precise and pure and yep. necessary. So you get in James chapter one, and James is writing about temptation, which this is our point. This is this is where we are. What about yeah. when I'm feeling temptation toward a certain mm-hmm. uh, direction? What is happening? Here's what James says. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself or he himself tempt anyone. Okay. 
It's not God doing it. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Yeah. Again, with the lure analogy, the external trying to get to the internal. Yes. So Satan recognizes that I gravitate towards certain things Mm because he can see my actions. Yep. He can hear my words. And so he knows he has a a predictability pattern of what I'm going to go for. And then he uses that and he entices me based on my own desires, patterns. Yes. Okay. And then in the same passage, verse 15, it says, then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And when sin is full grown, it brings forth death. So his desire is uh, throw the lure. Yep. Hopefully get a bite. Yep. Buy into the sin. Then when you sin, it's full grown. Yeah. It brings forth death. And he's like mission accomplished. Exactly. Got it. And I say he, demons, Satan, whatever it is, evil forces, evil spirits carrying out the work of destruction. Yes. And it started from outside, Mm -hmm. not inside. Yeah. He attempted to lure away Mm -hmm. by our desires. He used an enticing bait of some kind. And that is usually a lie, Mm -hmm. a deception, uh, something that promises uh, reward or whatever it is we're seeking. Yeah. Um, But it only yields death. Mm -hmm. So um, we've talked about this in other, other podcasts, even some of our messages here at Vertical, that Satan's, design then is to whisper or shout lies to us yeah from outside yes he will attempt to plant uh you know thoughts or deceptions Uh, same thing he did with eve his god really said exactly i was gonna say it's nothing new it's it's exactly what happened in the garden it's an external and it's a pull of the natural lust of the flesh desires Mm -hmm. to have more to take to you know Feed your own appetite, yeah. And Satan, demons, whatever, yep. will be ready to say, "Hey, come on, yep, yep, I'll destroy you." Yeah. <laughs> and so they're, again, they're looking for us to bind to the lie. Yeah. They're, they're whispering, like, "Can you really trust God with this portion of your life? Do you really believe He's yeah. going to work all things together mm-hmm. for good? Uh, can you trust Him to be your provider? Can you trust Him?" To yeah. be your peace, do you really have security in your faith with him? Mm-hmm. All of those are just whispers and lies from the outside in an attempt to destroy our inside, our yeah. our soul, our, our mind, mm-hmm. our, our heart, our emotions, and <clears throat> ultimately our body. So yeah. uh, when if we buy into any one of those, we then make an agreement. Yeah. You're right. Absolutely. I, I agree with this it is a, deception. Did God really say? I don't think God really said. Yeah, maybe he uh, didn't. According to what I remember, no, yeah, he didn't. Yeah. You know, and that's that agreement. Okay, yeah, or according to my feelings. Yeah, exactly. Or according to my circumstances, yeah. apparently not. Yeah, or maybe he did. But this is just what's right in front of me, yep. so I'm just mm-hmm. going to. And it's that agreement of like, but I will probably still do this anyways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're drawn away, and as, yeah. as James would say in that moment, and then uh, by by your desire, you're enticed. And then when, when it's conceived, when you, you make the agreement with it, that's conception, and then yeah. the sin occurs. Then yeah. you, you have the agreement, 
you make the action, you yeah. commit the sin, you allow the heart attitude or the thought mm-hmm. or the action show up. And if acted on repeatedly, it becomes a habit. Mm-hmm. And if acted on continually as a habit, it begins to be a, a, a soulish tie to yeah, it. You begin absolutely. to attach who um, you are to yes, it. Yes. I think even a victim mentality is a great example that, here of true. like an agreement of like, <clears throat> man, don't you deserve more? Yeah, that's good. That question, don't don't you need that? To where you make that agreement, I do need that. Yeah. And now they wronged me. Yeah. So now I need to get back at them or they owe me. Okay, yeah. now that's action. That's action that's been taken. Yep. And then you're like, wow, that felt good. And then the next person wrongs you. And then you do the action again. Yep. And next thing you know, it's a habit. Yep. And the next thing you know, it's a soul tie. And now it's your identity. It's this victim mentality. Yeah. And, and you, begin, you begin to enjoy that feeling. Yes. I like, it, I like the way this feels. It is just how you operate now. This is just mm-hmm. here I am day in, day out. I'm not thinking about it. I'm not trying to like, yep. you know, <clears throat> be a victim, but it's, I'm getting my way. I'm doing this thing mm-hmm. and it's comfortable. It's like <clears throat> natural in a sense. Yeah. And I'm not going to let God be my delight. I'm going to let my greed, my yeah. revenge, yeah, my exactly. whatever it is, I'm going to lean into that for mm-hmm. my soul desires exactly worth, to fulfill that fulfillment that inside of you yeah i'm feeling uh, afraid i'm feeling nervous i'm feeling anxious i'm gonna yeah. look to this substance thing yeah, exactly. situation person to settle me and i'm and my i tie my soul to it exactly i say yeah. yes i i feel the i feel the immediate uh relief even yes. though it's temporary, but yeah. I can always I know it's there. Come back to it. Exactly. I yeah, can, exactly. I can drink some more, smoke some more, take some more, yeah. go with him, her some more. I yeah. can, whatever it is. Absolutely. I can look some more, whatever. Yeah. Again, I think even <clears throat> in fear is another example of all of this stuff yeah. with like, wow, do you really have all this under control? That question, you're like, I yes. don't have all this under control. And then you're like, oh no, I better fear about this. You made that agreement, you've taken the action have it, soul tie, it's who you are. Yep. And those will all lead to a stronghold in your life that you cannot break yourself. Yeah. You cannot get out of that fear. You cannot get out of that victim mentality all on your own power, right? And that's yeah. it's just things that have been uh, external yep. attempts to get your internal destroyed. Yep. And he sets up shop. He sets up yeah. strongholds inside. And so yeah. he'll, he'll carve out a piece of your... Uh, mind, if you mm-hmm. give him access, mm-hmm. the minute you make an agreement with a lie, you give him access. You say, "Well, come on in. Just stay in the foyer. Yeah. But come on in." Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, and then the more we act on it, the more we tie our soul to it. Yep. The more we allow the You're stronghold, just giving up property in a sense in your own house. That's true. Thing, you That's know? true. And and pretty soon segments of our life are are taken over. Mm-hmm. Could be our mind, could be our emotions, could be our, our body, could be an addiction, could be relationships, yes. could be a variety of things, but there's strongholds that become established. Yeah. Um, and so when we do that, again, we're opening the door and we are allowing Satan to have more space. He can't come yes. where yes. he is not allowed. Exactly. Because he is limited. Exactly. Uh, evil principalities, powers, rules of darkness of this age, spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. They cannot go where they are not allowed. Yes. They are limited. They are yes. finite. Which is why they're trying to make <clears throat> agreements. And there's, that's why they're casting out things to say, let me in, let me in, yes. let me in, let me in all the time to where eventually you're like, just, let me just see who's behind this door. And next thing you know, they're in the in the entrance and you're like, yeah. 
oh, yeah. And this is actually not as bad as I thought it might be, or you know, whatever yeah, it kind of is. They're, they're the worst case version of the door to door salesman. You know, they just yeah. they keep pounding and they have evil intent, and, and yeah. they're waiting for you to open the door. Yeah. And the minute you open the door, you give them access. They do not have it apart from that. Yeah. Just, just worth pausing on and just considering. Yes. yes. They are limited and can only go where they are given access. Yeah. Again, that- it, it, it totally goes back to he has, Satan has less power than we know. Demons have less power yes. than we realize, than we think. We think, oh, they can just take over us if we want to or not. Yeah. No. Whenever you begin opening <clears throat> yourself up to it, that's whenever they come in. They yes. cannot come in unless you open up the door for them, which yeah. is opposite from God. That's not how God works. He's exactly. not He's not bound by us for his work and his life, yep. right? And, and he chooses um, for us to pray and for him to work in that way, yep. but he, is, he can still do and he mm-hmm. can still change lives, you and know, he and can, he can- And he can know. And exactly. He can bring about circumstances and mm-hmm. all of those things. Mm-hmm. And he is- not going to be overcome, whereas Satan can be overcome. Evil can be overcome. Yep. So that's where you get Ephesians 6 says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, against um, people, but against principalities, powers, against the rulers of the darknesses of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Mm -hmm. Therefore, Take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Yeah. We can stand. We can resist mm-hmm. because he is limited. Yes. He cannot go where he is not given permission. Yes. He has less power. Yes. Than we often know. Yes. Good. So this all drives then the importance of doing that very thing, standing against him. Yes. We, in Christ, can do that. Yes. And he has to respond. Yes. Because he, he's limited. He is he's, not the, he is limited. He is not the greater of us. Yep. So if we then have the spirit of God within us, well, guess what? That spirit is eternal. Yes. That spirit is powerful. And without this being an arrogance about us, we can confidently say we are more than conquerors exactly. through him who loved us. Exactly. I, I I can have overcoming power because mm-hmm. greater is he that is in me now than he that is in the world. Exactly. Again, you know these truths that it can change dramatically yeah. how you walk, how you yes. battle, how you disciple yourself and grow in faith. Mm-hmm. So this is why uh, truth is so important because truth is what keeps him at the door and gone from our house, yes. in fact. Um, yes. Second it, Corinthians says the weapons of our warfare, uh, they're not carnal, but they're mighty in God. They're powerful. Mm-hmm. They're more powerful than him. Yes. That for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So, we have the upper hand in Christ. Mm-hmm. We have the greater power because he is the greater power in us and Satan is limited. Yeah. And the weapons that we have of knowing truth are powerful enough to send him running. They're powerful enough to pull down addictions and strongholds and agreements and things we've made in the past and we can change the scenario. Yep. Sure. Yep. It's because awesome. he is limited. Yes. Uh, this also drives the importance of 
uh, of praying out loud. Yeah. Um, in our message this past Sunday, we dealt with this idea that when you pray out loud, you change the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, for so long, I, I've, I've thought that spiritual warfare was this thing that just happened inside my my head, mm-hmm. you know. And boy, I I fought lots of battles in there, yeah, and uh, and 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 rightly so, yeah. But if Satan can't know my thoughts, then he can't hear the battle in my head. I can shut him out, yes, by my by the truth and my praying. But if I want to send him running and out of the space that I'm in, I have to pray out loud. Yes, must change the atmosphere. And and I do think there there has to be time where you are, in a sense, changing the personal atmosphere of yourself. The mental Mm -hmm. prayer that's battled in your mind, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And whenever that is set, then... And I, I think only then, really, you'll be able to verbalize, vocalize a prayer that was yep. that will change the atmosphere of the room that you're in. Yep, uh, it just drives the importance of praying out loud, exactly. um, music, worship music in the spaces yeah. that you're in, yeah. speaking truth out loud, yep. um, and not just formula prayers. No, not this is not. Well, first, if you pray a three-minute prayer in your head and then a seven-minute prayer out loud, yeah. then Satan will surely not be there. That's not the case, but yeah. it's it's way more vast than that. Yeah. If he can't know my thoughts, then the way I have to battle him outwardly is by speaking out loud. Yes. I can I can put the, the gate up in my mind and my mm-hmm. heart, and I should. Yeah. But if I want to send him packing, you know, from from the space I'm in, mm-hmm. from my marriage, from my family, from my yes. home, from my car, from wherever, I have to pray yeah. out loud. I have to yeah. uh, proclaim truth out loud. Absolutely. And that's different. That like that is that is something else. Like going from okay, I can pray all day long in my head, but you're telling me I'm now going to say what I'm thinking yeah. and I'm going to like establish this in yep. the in the room that I'm in and the relationship yep. that I'm in and whatever it may be. Yep. I'm about to like commit these words. Yes. And they're gonna be said. Yep. You know, that there's weight in there that. There is. You're you taking back ground, you're taking back yes. the space, you're you're possessing it for the glory of God. Mm-hmm. You're claiming his lordship over it. You're, yes. you're bringing the kingdom of heaven to the kingdoms yeah. of this world. Yes. Yes, you're absolutely. bringing it into reality. You're saying, "I am taking this domain for the kingdom's sake." Yes. So, uh, man, again, now, now we have the upper hand. We have the power, and truth is what gives us that power. Truth mm-hmm. is what sets him packing. Yes. Um, you know, I, I've read, I've read some articles related to this online, and, I, and I've heard some people say, "Oh, well, you know, you shouldn't pray out loud because then Satan will hear you and he'll go after you." <laughs> Look, uh, we greater is he that is in us than he yes. that is in the world. Yes. So I'm going to pray, and I am going to pray yes. out loud because I want him to hear it. Yes. I and want him to hear it. Yes, absolutely. I want him to know. I want him to know the truth. I want him to be packing. I want him gone. Yeah. And I'm going to stand in the authority that I have in Christ. I'm not afraid of that. Absolutely. I don't have to... Uh, you know, even speak in tongues to try to hide. That's what some people would say. Well, uh-huh. that's what speaking in tongues is for. It's so that uh, God hears you and Satan doesn't. There's just nothing in scripture that says that. There's yeah, just no basis absolutely. for yeah. that. We're to, we're supposed to 
speak truth, call it out, say it like it is. This yeah. is what God's called me to. Yeah. And and to where it changes the atmosphere of the room. You're clear in mind. You're clear with whoever else is around. They know yep. this is what we're unified, standing in agreement in. Yep. This is what we are like. This right here is saying God is with us. Yep. Who can be against us? It's yep. no one. Yeah. Uh, now, now you understand why Jesus would say, uh, I will build my church and the mm -hmm. gates of hell will not prevail against it. And it was off of yes. Peter's verbal confession. Yes. Out loud confession yes. that you are the Christ, the son of the living God. It was off of that verbal said, out loud exactly. confession yeah. that I will build my church and the gates of hell will not be able to prevail against it. Yes. Because of a verbal out loud confession. Yes. Good. Love so, it. So uh, truth out loud is necessary. Also, this drives home the importance of um, confession and repentance. Yes. Change, yeah, uh, in my life because yes. now I'm I am breaking patterns mm -hmm. of sin in my past, and I'm saying I'm not going to walk in those anymore. Yes, because I don't I don't want to walk in them, mm -hmm. but I don't want to set up patterns for demonic forces to see. Yes, <laughs> for the for the open door for the yep. rooms that are filled with demonic activity. Yep. No, whenever we're able to confess that. And Bring they to the light. have to, they have to come out. Yep. And then whenever you're saying I'm changing, they have to leave. Exactly. And whenever you choose to change the power of the spirit, that's whenever you'll see a clean house. Yes, exactly. Uh, this is the importance of denying the flesh. <laughs> this is the importance of fasting. This is the importance yeah. of discipline. Exactly. Because now I'm, I'm telling my flesh, you, you don't get to run the show because you, every time I yield to you, you open the door. You're you're yeah. the you're the 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 place that the bait gets attributed to. Exactly. Yes. It, 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 you're drawn away by your own lust. Mm -hmm. So I'm bringing I'm bringing all my desires under control of the spirit, no longer under the flesh's power. Uh, this is the importance of obeying God, walking in the spirit. This is also the importance and and responsibility that we have to resist evil. Yes. To say no. For yep. me, I I found it helpful at times just to say that out loud. Yep. No, I'm not going to yield to that. It changes the atmosphere. It does. It does. It sends a message. <clears throat> Again, James speaks very plainly. Chapter 4, verse 7. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he yep. will flee from you. Yep. It, it, that is a... Here that, we go. It's this is just how it is. Dry. Um, that could be in your head, but the implication in there is more outward. Yeah. Uh, resist the devil. Submit to God. Show it by your actions. Yes. You know, James would go on to say, yeah. you know, Absolutely. say it, speak it, act it, do it, yep. put it into motion, and the devil will flee from you. Yep. He has to because he is limited. Exactly. He, he has, has less to power. Flee. Yep. He has much less power than we know. Yes. Absolutely. Woo. Love it. It's good. good stuff. All right. Good so stuff. Uh, that brings up a rel relevant question, a relative question to that mm -hmm. is, so what about people who are demon-possessed? Can that happen? Does that happen? What's happening there? How did that happen? Mm. Great question. So we know that unbelievers are already under the persuasive power of Satan and demonic forces because their heart is still lost or um, unredeemed, dead, mm -hmm. they are under his pull. They are under his influence. They're run by their appetites. Yes. Perfect. So Ephesians 2, um, 
Paul writes and he says to the believers, he says, and you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. Yeah. In which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. So those who are controlled by their lusts and mm-hmm. appetites, they're dead, they're cut off uh, from God because of their sin, and they are just um, manipulated and enslaved and controlled by the prince of the power of the air, Satan and his forces. Um, and, and he calls it the spirit who works in the sons of disobedience. That so there's this um, atmosphere, there's a presence, there's a force, mm-hmm. there's a spirit that's driving them yeah. because they are not redeemed. Mm-hmm. They don't have the spirit of God within them and they're a slave. Yeah, exactly. To, the, to their sin and a slave to him. Yeah, The exactly. force of this world. So um, we know that about those who are unredeemed. Yeah. And uh, the scripture tells us some stories about people who are even possessed, overcome, controlled by in very demonstrative ways. Some yeah. of these stories get a little frightening. In yes, fact, you know, very. Like Luke chapter eight, a little bit lengthy passage here, but I want to read it because it tells a powerful story about someone who experienced this kind of possession. And, yeah. and again, um, those who are unredeemed are already under the power of the enemy. But the more that they agree and yield to, the greater control and power yes. he has. Yeah. The more evil and the more destruction Yes, to the point where they are no longer even aware of their own actions, um, thoughts. They are completely consumed by him. Yes. So you have a story like that in Luke 8 where uh, it talked about Jesus and the disciples. It says they, they sailed to the country of the Gadarenes, which is opposite Galilee. And when he, Jesus, stepped out on the land, there met him a certain man from the city who had demons for a long time. Mm-hmm. So here's a man who has yielded even his own mind, emotions, will, and self to um, all kinds of evil. Yeah, whatever what, agreements he, is, he yeah, had made. Whatever agreements, actions, stronghold, soul ties, they have... They have controlled him for a long time. And it says, and he wore no clothes, nor did he live in a house, but in the tombs. Mm. This man is completely overcome by yeah. evil. He, he can't, he's not in his right mind. He's not in his, uh, he's not have the ability to control himself. Yeah. And he lives with death. Yes, he lives in a cemetery. He can't live among people. He's so destructive. <laughs> the only place he can live is amongst the tombs, the death. Mm-hmm. So it says, Verse 28, when he saw Jesus, he cried out, fell down before him, and with a loud voice said, what have I to do with you, Jesus, son of the most high God? I beg you, do not torment me. Mm. So this man is, he's not even speaking his own words anymore. Yeah, These demonic forces are now speaking through him. This is how given over he is. Yeah, This is how much he has yielded himself to, again, whatever... Hatred, violent yeah. uh, agreements he made. Uh, verse 29 says, For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man, 
for it had often seized him, and he was kept under guard, bound with chains and shackles. So it sounds like this has happened before. Yeah. And he was bound after it happened. Yeah. So uh, this man, it's been going on for a while, and it has progressed. And apparently he's had an, an encounter with Jesus before, where Jesus had cast an unclean spirit, singular it says here, unclean spirit, uh, out of the man, mm-hmm. um, for it singular had often seized him, and he was kept under guard, bound with chains and shackles, and he broke the bonds and was driven by the singular demon into the wilderness. So yeah. he moves into this barren region, a place of Among death. The tombs, yeah. Yep. So now, verse thirty, it says Jesus asked him, saying, "What is your name?" And he said. Legion, because many demons had entered him. Different story. Now, all of a sudden, same story, but different chapter in a sense. This man has uh, continued to yield. He's continued to open his heart to um, uh, lies, deceptions, um, the power of the the enemy. He is in the domain of darkness, and he is continuing to yield himself to it more and more and more. And so he's filled with this hatred and violence and self-destructive behavior. So it says then that Jesus answered him. Um, I'm sorry. That, that is where he, yeah. he notices this is, this is, this man has demons in him. The rest of the story yeah. goes on and tells what Jesus did for the man. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to read the rest of it here, but uh, Jesus cast the demons out. Yes. And the man, it says afterwards, is found sitting with Jesus clothed and in his right mind. Because now he had yielded himself to Jesus. Yes. And Jesus puts everything in order. Yeah. And he sends Satan packing. Yes. He is no longer able to control this man because Satan has less power yeah. than you know. Yeah, exactly. Because he is submitting to God. He's resisting the devil. Yep. And he has to flee. Exactly. So um, mm. the same story is is what happens with Judas. Yeah. Um, Judas mm-hmm. is with Jesus, follows Jesus, but there becomes a day where Judas also yields himself to evil. Mm-hmm. And he listens to lies. He believes some lies. And in fact, the, the gospels say that there was a moment where Satan entered him. Yeah. Now, this is not just a demonic force, but Satan himself. Satan, yeah. he, He's going, uh, he's singular, he's limited. Yeah. He goes into Judas for the purpose of uh, seeing Jesus destroyed. This is goal. Exactly, yeah. Um, so, again, this reminds us that, yes, a person can be controlled, Possessed. influenced by, and if they are not a believer, they can be possessed, actually filled with um, evil, demonic forces. Yes. So um, then the next question that we often ask is, well, then what about believers? Can they be possessed? I believe the answer to that is no, but I would also want to say there's a difference between possession and influence. Yeah. Um, We have... Um, been delivered from the domain of darkness, uh, Colossians would say. We've been conveyed into the kingdom of the Son. Um, we have redemption, forgiveness of our sins. First uh, John would say, um, you are of God, little children. You have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is of the world. Yeah. 
First Corinthians would say, do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you? Yeah. So um, darkness and light cannot dwell together. I can't be yeah. con- uh, possessed by yeah. demonic forces as a child of God, but believers can be influenced, lied to, deceived, believe, um, and have strongholds develop in their life by agreements, yes. by actions, by soul ties that they make. Yeah. So um, we don't have to fear possession because he is limited. Mm-hmm. And we don't have to even fear um, him absolutely controlling us because we have power in Christ exactly. to shut him down. Exactly, yes. But to the degree that a believer yields themselves exactly. if they open themselves up to um, atmospheres and places yeah. of evil. Absolutely. If they open themselves up to lies and yeah. they yield to sin, they're yeah. putting themselves in dangerous places. Absolutely. And it goes back to the verse in Proverbs where it says we're supposed to guard our heart with all yeah. understanding because yeah. from it flows everything in our life, right? That's so true. we have to be diligent to guard what is going inside of our heart. Yes. What what are we what are we consuming? Yep. Because whatever we're consuming is what we're gonna put out as well. That's true. And so it, <clears throat> it, it totally goes to that of what what agreements have we made? Mm-hmm. What actions, what habits are, are we in? And then mm-hmm. I think whenever you recognize, wow, I have this soul tie. Well, what's the habit that led to this soul tie? Okay, yeah. well now what's the action that led to the habit? Now what's the agreement mm-hmm, that you've made mm-hmm. to get to that action? You know, you work it backwards like that. Yep. And and that right there is how you stay diligent and you confess and you repent and then you change, you know, yep. and, and you see um, the influence that, that may used to be so heavy on your life. You see that fleeing because it's- yep. It's submitting to God. It's resisting the devil and he will flee. Yeah, He has less power than we think. Exactly. This is what real ministry is. This is what uh, preaching is. This is what uh, discipleship is. This is what good counselors do. Yes. They help people recognize patterns, Mm -hmm. behaviors. Mm -hmm. Not just that, but where did this come from? Let's go back to... um, a hurt. Let's go back to an agreement that you made, and now let's speak truth into that. Exactly. Let's let's yeah. see freedom from this. Yeah. Let's not just see this as a lens for the rest of your life, but let's yeah. see this change. Let's see this be restored. Yes. Let's see this. Let's see a new light of this. Right yeah. Here. Let's take back lost ground. Exactly. Ground. Exactly. Yeah. You, you know, you find in uh, like some counselors they want to they want to go into therapy and they want to walk backwards through all your pain, just mm-hmm. rehearse the pain and rehearse yeah. the pain and rehearse the pain. And there's no place for victory in just exactly. rehearsing pain. No. Now, if you want to walk back into a past and, and discover where you made an agreement and now no, believe truth into that and yeah. see Christ come in and heal that hurt and Christ come in and speak truth to that lie and that deception and to see faith come alive where there hasn't been and see obedience come alive where you're yielded to the flesh. Yep. I'm all about that. That's, yep, absolutely. That's, ministry. that's absolutely. That's what Jesus said He'd come to do: come to set the captives exactly. free. Exactly. Come to give, come to give sight to the blind. Uh, so this is what real ministry is. This is what good counselors do. This yes. is what discipleship is all about. This is what yes. the church is called to. 
uh, because when the church is, is walking in this verbal, out loud confession of truth, the gates of hell will not prevail. Absolutely. So Amen. Uh, this is where you get, again, passages. It starts to all click in a little bit different way. All of a sudden yeah. you hear Ephesians 6 again. You hear Paul say, okay, finally, my brethren, here it is. Be strong in the Lord in the power of his might. Put, put mm-hmm. on the reality of who he mm-hmm. is, all the power that is his, his power. Yes. Which is power greater than the enemy's power. Yes. And he says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not so that maybe you can withstand something of the devil, but that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. That yeah. you can do this because of the armor of God. Yep. And again, it puts him in the outside position. Yes, absolutely. You with the armor between you and him. Yeah, sp- He's outside. Exactly. Attempting to get to your heart through yes. a lure. Yes. So you put up your shield of faith mm-hmm. and it blocks it. It goes yes. on and it says, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, <clears throat> put on the breastplate of righteousness. Mm-hmm. Stand, have shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able, you will be able to quench yeah. all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Exactly. There it is again. Mm. He is in a limited location, yeah. firing from outside, yeah. a dart aimed at us, and we have the power in Christ yes. to respond and shut him down. Yep. With the and spirit say, in us and the armor on. Yes. Yeah. And, and righteous living. Yes. He has no power. Absolutely. Amen. So, brings us back to where we started, that yep. Satan has far less power than we know. Yep. And um, our goal through this today has been to help us as believers recognize who we are in Christ and stand, as Paul said, stand strong. Yep. Don't believe the lies. Don't believe the intimidation. The enemy is going to talk louder than the power that he has. Yep. <laughs> He's going to intimidate greater than the authority that he has. Yep. And, but you and I have the one in us who's greater than he who is outside us in the world. Stand in that today. Yep. Don't fall for his deceptions. Don't fall for his intimidations. Stand in truth. Put on the armor and stand in faith. Uh, and then you can. We can see fulfilled in our life what Jesus said. Amen. The gates of hell will not be able to prevail against Amen. us. So, yep. uh, man, love all this today. It's good. It's yep. good stuff. Encourages me, challenges me. I hope it does for you as well. Uh, Our goal here at Vertical is to lift him up and live him out. And it's our prayer that this will help you do that today as it's helping us learn to walk as what the Bible calls us to be more than conquerors in Christ. So uh, thanks for being with us today. Like, share, and subscribe, and let others know uh, what God is doing uh, in you through this podcast. And uh, we're grateful for you. Thanks a lot. 